When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's Most Things Kenobi. This is the podcast you're looking for. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week, it's another get-to-know-your-host. <laughs> it's my turn. It's Leanne's <laughs> turn. I am going to interview her. I have a huge list of questions. I'll have to probably pare it back a little bit uh, for time, for time's sake. I'm excited. So, yeah, it was really fun doing the, the other one from mm-hmm. last the last episode. I enjoyed that. That was a good time. So I enjoyed interviewing you. That was different. It was. And yet, <laughs> still fun. Well, because even though you and I know each other super well, there are still things to be discovered. You know, you can always learn more about your friends. So, Well, absolutely. And yeah. we had a bonus question for our Patreon members. So, yes, that was a good one, too. We have another one for Leanne to answer today. So if you're not a patron, Yay. please consider going over there and to our Patreon and supporting us. We try to yeah, give... Yeah, we got a lot of bonus stuff over there. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, we try to have goodies and we do... I think one of our most popular things is the Zoom hangouts. People love that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So we can talk all things nerdy and Star Wars. Yeah. And it becomes like just life stuff. Yeah. Just like a group of friends hanging out talking about Star Wars. What could be better than that? So. Right. That's essentially what we do here on this podcast. So. <laughs> all right. Are you ready, Leanne? Shall we dive in? As ready as ever. Let's go. Okay. Question. Number one, can you please explain your obsession with Yacht Rock? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With great pleasure. (laughs) This is question one. Okay. As I've always said, Yacht Rock is a lifestyle, not a music genre. Okay. You live Yacht Rock. You embody Yacht Rock. It's smooth sailing every day with Yacht Rock. (laughs) This is not an ad. This is literally what I believe. And the songs are so goddamn ridiculous that it's like, you're kind of just buying into the ridiculous and then all of a sudden you like it. You catch yourself singing along. (laughs) Yes, to every single song. And it is smooth and it makes me happy. And it's ridiculous. And yes, that's why I love Yacht Rock. I want to know why you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. You don't have to explain. I mean, I'll I'll listen to it, but it's not my go-to. I'll just put it Oh, man. I just, I love it. I just, I love it. <laughs> what is better than Michael McDonald, Christopher Cross, Holland Oates, 
Kenny Loggins <laughs> all on the same like channel playlist. Yeah, I don't know who half those people are. <laughs> oh, they're they they're all they have well coiffed hair. Oh, I like seventies coiffed hair. Um, they really honestly can't hold a note to save their lives, but it's that's why you like it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It's the ridiculous factor <laughs> that gets you to Yacht Rock and then all of a sudden you're singing along to Brandy and you know, <laughs> she's a fine girl. What a good wife she would be. Such a fine girl. It's the ridiculous factor for me, honestly. Yes, okay. Very nice. Do you have a favorite? Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Or the Doobie Brothers, What a Fool Believes, because that's absolutely classic. Or Sailing by Christopher Cross, because classic. (laughs) And I can't go for that. No, no can do. Hollow notes. (laughs) I also love Thunder Island. Here on Thunder. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Goodbye, Thunder Island. This is amazing. Okay, I swear to God, I'm going to stop. This was a hell of a first question. <laughs> okay. I'm a mess. Anything else to say on that? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I could, I could keep going, but we're good. We only got so much time. <laughs> Okay, now that we've got that out of the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, kind of a more serious question. When did you realize you had a gift for the sciences? And when did you make the commitment to pursue it as a career? I remember when I was very young, I was interested in electricity. And I remember my mom taking me to the library and I would there was a series of books that talked about prominent scientific figures, but they were like for kids and young readers. And I remember, who's the woman that discovered uh, radiation? Oh, Marie Curie. Yes, thank you. Is that her name? Marie Curie? Curie, yes, that's her. Madame Curie. I remember, <laughs> uh, Madame. Marie, Madame, Madame Marie, whatever. <laughs> Mad Madame Marie. If... <laughs> If I, I remember, if I remember correctly, I was so blown away that a, a woman could be in science and had like had a book written after her as a, I'm talking like I was in like second or third grade mm-hmm. and I was like, God, that is so cool. I want to learn how things work, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really had a thing about electricity. I remember reading what I believe to be a very difficult book at the time about electrons and how they interact and like how lightning forms mm-hmm. and it just kind of went from there so very young that's kind of amazing i read a lot of science books i also had my parents would get me these workbooks that were like math and science workbooks like busy keep busy books yeah but like <laughs> instead of like uh, where's waldo they're giving you math and science books. yeah this like great oh like i remember they were thin but I always loved doing them. Mm-hmm. I was a, such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but funnily enough, my I excelled in school in literature and writing. And my math and science... Well, science was okay. But math, 
calculus, advanced calculus, advanced anything that I ended up having to take in college, I didn't do so well. I was average to slightly above average, which didn't cut it. Mm -hmm. Unless you had a bell curve in college, which we did. And I got really discouraged for a long time that I wasn't going to be able to do what I wanted to do with science, you know, in, in my field, which is meteorology. Mm -hmm. So um, operational meteorology, I should say. I'm not on TV. Don't go looking for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's where it all started, just reading. And I I attribute it to my parents. Yeah, and they'd never discouraged you. They, you know, there was no, no like, oh, girls shouldn't do. <laughs> oh, hell no. Yeah, that's they, amazing. They set me free in the library. And what I ended up gravitating towards was scientific figures and scientific books. I think just because I had a general curiosity as to why things work the way they do and I still do mm -hmm. so yeah that's nerd. interesting so like what was it that finally lit a fire in you to be like I'm gonna actually do this as a job snowstorms <laughs> <laughs> I was so weird I would go out and let when we had a big snowstorm I would go out and lay on my back with a pair of ski goggles I'm talking like middle school I would lay out and just let it fall on me. And my mom would come out and be like, okay, that's enough. You got to come in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really liked uh, electricity. I really liked snow. It seemed pretty obvious what those two things ended up Yeah, but that's colliding. the per perfect combination for meteorology. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, it was, it was just, uh, I was fascinated by the power of an ice storm and a snowstorm, and I wanted more. And I just didn't know how it, how any of it worked. So I just read and read and read and read and read, and I'm still reading. So it's amazing. <laughs> that's that. It's pretty awesome. Very inspiring, honestly. Oh, thank you. I don't know that I've ever admitted yet on air that I do meteorology. So you haven't. So if you want to cut it out, feel free. But I'll leave. Oh, no. the, That's I'll leave that to you. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll leave it in. It's important. It's part of me. So okay. So kind of with that, you're also super creative. You and I are very left brain, right brain, if that's even mm -hmm. a thing anymore. But um, so when did you first start writing stories? Because you're a writer. Also, you have a creative side. Also. <laughs> When you answered last week about when you were very young, you mm -hmm. entered a writing contest, I think you said. Yeah, I was forced to. <laughs> well, I chose to. It was oh. a poetry contest. <laughs> oh, my and God. That's so cute. I, I was like in second grade and I got up on stage and read it and my mom kept the poem. Oh, that's so cute. So at the same time that I'm like deciding I like science, I'm also outletting all of the creative crap that was also bubbling inside me. <laughs> but I think in earnest, I started, um, it was really when I first read Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, when, which I read when I was a junior in high school. And it changed my life forever, as many people know. And I started writing because I was inspired to write because the world building and the characters in Lord of the Rings trilogy was so magnificent that I wanted to, like, immerse myself in it more. Mm -hmm. So I started creatively writing fics that had to do with it or involved in it. And they have never seen the light of day. 
nor will they. They're I my was going to say, treat. when you first started, were you like writing yourself into stories you already knew or were you coming Mm-mm. up with stuff from scratch? Like what were you? Yeah, from, from scratch, I created a sister to Aragorn, which some may find blasphemous, but I, I wove her into the story and I, I just wanted to. <laughs> I did the exact just... same stuff. If I had a story I'd like, I would invent a character to go into a story that existed already and like yeah. play around with the universe that yeah. existed. Yeah, yeah, that's all I wanted to do is play around with it because I was so into it that I was like, I want more. How can I do this? And so I wrote another character and yeah. like wove this person's story in with the others, which you know, I'm not J.R.R. Tolkien, nor am I trying to be, but it was fun, and it passed the time. That's awesome. That's amazing. So do you remember the first story you ever wrote? No, I I, I don't. I think it was, I know it was in grade school, and it might have also been part of a contest, but I don't remember it. My mom might. Yeah. I don't even remember what the poem was. <laughs> That's, do you, so you don't remember what it was about or anything? Nope. But I do know that when I won the science fair and I went to the state competition, I, I know what that was. And that was on cryogenic. That was on cryogenics, like liquid <laughs> oxygen, liquid nitrogen. <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> I was I was in high school. I don't know what age, but I was in high school. <laughs> that is, I didn't know that you were in a science fair, much less like won the science fair. Oh, yeah. Totally went to states with it. But I didn't place in states because I accidentally said inches instead of centimeters out of habit. They, oh bullshit! Yep, I I said you it were once. robbed. I was, I was. It's all right. Oh. <laughs> it was fun taking bananas and freezing them in liquid nitrogen and smashing them to brittle pieces against my wall. That would be fun. <laughs> that was my experiment. How can extreme temperatures affect solid objects? I that makes a lot of sense that you would do. That. I mean, why not? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, okay. I have a funny question for you. Ooh, okay. Do you remember what you thought I looked like before we saw each other? <gasps> oh my God, <laughs> yes. I remember that clearer than the poem that I won the stupid competition. This is so funny. This is such a <laughs> funny <too>. question. <laughs> I was like, it stuck with me ever since you said it. I don't know why, but it has. So you remember what I said? Yeah, I do. I was just wondering if you remember. <laughs> I do. I pictured you. Oh, God, it's so wrong, too. It's so, like, not what you are. I pictured a demure, dark-haired, long, curly hair. And rather, just, I pictured, like, a prim and proper. Because <laughs> you write so well that for some reason that equated, like, Oh, she's this girl with these long flowing curls and like this cute button nose and she's very proper. And then like I saw your personal Instagram when we became friends and you had like this fucking amazing like side swept short pixie cut and you were all <laughs> badass and wore like this lightning jewelry and had runes all over and, and <laughs> shit. And I was like, I was way off. <laughs> And I had like white hair at the time too. You <laughs> it was, like, did short it was, white hair. You had very severe looking pictures, like severely like this woman is and you inspired me to get a pixie cut. Yeah. Cuz you looked so awesome. fucking good in it. And I, I was like if she can looked. do it, I can do it. You looked at me. I remember when you first got it too. You got it in Florida. 
Yes, I did. Yeah, it was, and it was fucking amazing. It's so good. I needed my gay best friend to be with me for that. He was my rock. <laughs> it's it's intimidating. When you have a pixie, you can't hide behind anything. Your face is just on display. Honest to God, it was the greatest decision of my life to chop my hair off. It was great. Yeah, I never regretted it when I did it. I regret it now because I can't find a good stylist. So every time every time I get the a pixie cut, it's just not it's not right. So I just grew my hair out, which is also weird, but whatever well you definitely don't have long tumbling brown curls like <laughs> i don't i don't know what the hell i was picturing that <laughs> I was way off i just love it though because it's it was such a it's true because like when you are only communicating with somebody online you develop mm -hmm. an idea in your mind of what they are and then when you see them in person or like with covid you know how people start taking their masks off and you're like oh that's what you look like yes yeah <laughs> Well, don't worry. I wasn't disappointed when I saw you. I thought you were fucking badass, and you still are to this <laughs> day. <you>. So <laughs> that's sweet. Okay. Who is, like, describe your ideal hero? It could be an actual character or just, like, traits that you look for in a hero. Oh, no. <laughs> How do I answer this? Okay, well, the formula is pretty obvious. Good guy turns bad guy turns back to good guy, right? There's some right. fucking drama in there. I don't know why that is, but I find it psychologically more interesting as mm -hmm. opposed to, like, the hero's journey, I, mm -hmm. I guess. Nothing wrong with it. I really want them to fall to darkness at some point. And I'm not just talking, like, Anakin. I'm talking, like, Bucky Barnes, for instance. Mm -hmm. when he, what he goes through or any kind of like shit, any character that struggles. I guess I believe it more when they become a hero because they went through something, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So another question for you that you actually asked me, which I think is so funny <laughs> that we have multiples of the same. So What's a guilty pleasure for you? TV show, movie, comfort character, something you're like embarrassed about but totally love with your whole heart. Okay. I'm totally <laughs> embarrassed by this, but I've come to terms with it. <laughs> <laughs> My guilty pleasure is listening to One Direction. <laughs> that's, that's adorable. <laughs> is it? <laughs> how did you... How? <laughs> they came out with a song. Nobody can drag me down. And it was so goddamn catchy that I like, I was like, you know what? Let's explore this CD, this album, and see what there is. I loved like half the songs. And then I went back in time and I was like, let's re-listen to these ones that I thought were annoying. And they're actually pretty good. And now I bop to them all the time. But they, they make you feel good, right? Like they bring your mood they're, up. They're, it's, it's just poppy, happy, you know, like... Feel good music you sing in the car on a on a road trip. Yeah, you know, it's terrible, <laughs> and I don't care. It's just like yacht rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a guilty pleasure. That is an out and proud pleasure. But guilty pleasures is One Direction. <laughs> All right, Leanne. I know you're gonna like this question. What is your okay. ideal aesthetic? You know this one, right? I think I know this one. Neon 80s ski aesthetic. Yes. <laughs> that was 
There were two. I wasn't. I wasn't sure which one, but that's. Oh no! Give me all the ugly, oddly colored sweaters, all of the <laughs> ski onesies. I ski in a onesie. It's neon. It's awesome. You look amazing in your onesie. <laughs> I live the life of an '80s aesthetic <laughs> ski bum. <laughs> I want old grandpa sweaters. Some could be purple. Some could be lime green. Some could be the button down in the front like the dude, you know, like, oh, you know, yeah. you and I yes. love the dude. Always and forever. <laughs> I mean, I wear like 80 shades and neon hats in the summer. So I carry it through the year, but I'm a huge skier. So <laughs> my aesthetic is 80 ski bum, I guess. <laughs> I love that. Like the big black colors. Because I definitely yes! had those jackets in the, the early 90s, late 80s. Oh my God. If I could wear one and stay warm, like actually stay warm, I would wear one on the mountain with like a pair of cool shades from like, yes. I think like 1981 Miami. Like oh I would my God. ski in that. <laughs> yes. But it's just not functional for where I live and the type of terrain I ski. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, winter wear has come a long way. <laughs> although, although now that I learned about Normcore and that George Lucas <laughs> is the the running epitome figure of Normcore, I would say when I'm not '80s ski bum, I'm Normcore. Normcore, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Less embarrassing than George Lucas, though, because I don't have George Lucas's money. So my yeah. super normcore. When you're that rich, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Wear all the ugly sneakers you got in that closet, George. Have the same haircut for 50 years. <laughs> well, what does he care? Yeah. He doesn't. It doesn't matter. He invented Luke Skywalker. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> So, speaking of George Lucas, then, what's something you're super passionate about that is not Star Wars and is not your job? Oh, super passionate about diversity and inclusion, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm a member of a national, uh, I'll say regional, uh, diversity and inclusion team. And it's really important to me to kind of work for... This is very serious compared to my other answers, but it's something I'm really... Like, I feel very strongly about, and I'm, I work towards it all the time, at least in, in my field, um, to kind of not represent, but give a voice or a space to have, uh, like, underrepresented groups have a voice. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm lucky enough to be a part of, like, a regional team that does huge projects within my organization. So I wish I could do more with it, like, for women's rights and, and LGBT QIA plus rights mm -hmm. and just anyone who doesn't have uh, like a platform basic human rights yeah <laughs> yeah that's amazing I love that you that that's such a passion for you that's why I wanted to ask you this because like we are joking around and stuff but you and I both have things that we're super passionate about that have nothing to do with fandom and we, we yeah. talk about it sometimes I even remember like the first time we went on a trip together talking about climate change together and like being like can can I talk about this with you like <laughs> yeah right you know because right, you yeah, gotta like feel it out first <laughs> right I, I, you know when I was <laughs> this goes back to another thing when I was younger in high school I tried to get my county to recycle more and I pushed to get a brochure 
So I created a brochure that, you know, back when brochures were a thing and had it widely distributed to like get recycling at like an everyday thing back in the day. And because it wasn't and people were ignoring it and I thought it was important. And, you know, so I've always kind of been like, we need to push for things and get things, you know, because I care about the planet. I care about the future of people and humans, like animals, humans, all living things like There's just, I feel like there's not a lot that I can do, but I do as much as I possibly can. Yeah, same. With what I have. All right, well, we'll lighten it up again. (laughs) Yeah. Who was your first crush? (laughs) I love the face you just made. That was adorable. (laughs) Okay, technically, it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, my God, that's so cute. Everyone was in love with him. Right. But at the same time, I also had a crush on Joel Fleischman from Northern Exposure. And I still do to this day. Yes. Rob Morrow, greatest teeth in the business, greatest hair in the business. <laughs> he was everything on Northern Exposure. <laughs> I love it. Isn't it funny how like the first people you have crushes on, you kind of still do when you're an adult? <laughs> well, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, no. No, but yeah. But he was technically the first. Oh, actually, I also liked MacGyver. <laughs> yeah, you told me this once. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, like, that's way back. Yeah, so MacGyver was probably first, followed by Jonathan Taylor Thomas, followed by Rob Morrow as Joel Fleischman. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to say all of that. <laughs> Like, all three of them had mullets. (laughs) So does Obi-Wan, so it's fine. I guess I have a type. (laughs) You have a mullet type. (laughs) But it was acceptable back in the 80s when I was a child, okay? It's unacceptable now. It was everywhere. And it's it's unacceptable in the prequels. (laughs) Sorry, Journey. (laughs) Also out there, Chickalia is agreeing with me about Joel Fleischman. Chickalia, I know you're oh. out there. Yes. I know you're listening. Girl, She's, we got each she other. She knows what's up. <laughs> she does. <laughs> okay. This is probably going to be our last question since we're at the 30-minute mark. Okay. And it's one that you asked me. If you could visit any historic time period, what would it be? Also, would you participate mm. or just observe? And would you stay? Or would you just want to, like, pop in, visit, and get the hell out? <laughs> You know what? You phrased that so much better than I did last week when I asked you. <laughs> but you had time. I was like, what time period would you live in? None, because I like running water. Oh, <laughs> you know, that was the greatest yeah. answer ever. I like I like plumbing and electricity. <laughs> As do I. But if I were to go back, mine's pretty simple. 1940s, I would have like... A boyfriend that gets whisked off to the war. I'm totally romanticizing romanticizing a terrible period in history. But I want to go dancing and have like a big band play. And I love big band music. I do too. I love it. I love swing dancing and everything. It's amazing. Yes. And just like I would totally dip in and dip out. I just want to dance the night away with some well-dressed military you know, he's leaving for Europe the next morning and we only Super have one handsome. night. <laughs> yes. And I want to eat and have the, the hair and do the clothes and the dance and the shoes mm-hmm. and the 
bright red lipstick. I love that. that that's, but only one day, in and out. Yeah, because the reality is, honestly, the reality of all history periods, it kind of sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's like, if I were to go way, way, way back, I would go to like French Polynesia when the islands were discovered. I would be a Polynesian in a boat and like live island life. And that would be really cool. But that sucked too. Yeah, because like, <laughs> then people came and like massacred them. So it was, yes. Honestly. And I'm like, now it sucks also. So. <laughs> so, I mean, I might as well have one night with like, I don't know, an army boy. In a, in a nice suit and me in a nice dress with a nice pair of heels and some red lipstick, dance the night away to big band music and cut out. Sounds like the perfect night, honestly. I love it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> None of the realities of yeah, the right? time period. I don't want to know the reality. I don't want to think about that. I just want to dance with a handsome man in a uniform. That's it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. We're at 33. So should we move on to rapid Yay. fire? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this because I've always wanted to do something like this. And I, I don't know the answers, even though I just asked them to you last week. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to. OK. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's. Okay. Let's do it. These are our rapid fire questions in case people aren't familiar that we ask other guests who come on the show. So we're going to have a chance to answer them now. So Leanne is going to answer our Star Wars rapid fire questions. Question Yay. number one, Leanne. What character would you marry? Anakin. Would you really? <laughs> yes, the sex would be hot as hell. <laughs> I love you so much. Hands down. <laughs> I know there's a lot there to handle, but I want that arm. That's it. <laughs> uh, question number <laughs> <Sorry>. two. <laughs> Are yes. you a Jedi or a Sith? Oh, I'm a Jedi. Oh, I'm a gray boy. Jedi. Yeah. I should have said that. That's what I am. Well, we know I'm, what you are. We know yeah. you're gray. I'm yeah. a Jedi, but I like, I hate rules, so. <laughs> exactly. <gasps> okay. Number three, which version of Obi-Wan do you like best? Prequels, Clone Wars, Original Trilogy, or Kenobi series? Oh, definitely Clone Wars. Definitely Clone Wars. Okay. Same. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's pretty easy. <laughs> What's your favorite Obi-Wan hair? Padawan, BG mullet, or Clone Wars? I mean, <laughs> shit, Clone Wars. <laughs> but I didn't mind the Obi-Wan Kenobi show hair. It was kind oh, of yeah. long and messy and it had the little tendril over his forehead. Yes. And, it was not a know, mullet. Yeah. It was just longer it, hair. It wasn't. It was just longer than, like... Revenge of the Sith, which I was, it was a little bit gray. Mm -hmm. So if I had to pick a live action, I would go with Kenobi series. But overall, Clone Wars. Yeah, I agree. The The show was good. I mean, you had yeah. made that look very nice. <laughs> he always. Mm, mm. And I like the gray and the, I'm preferring that. I do too. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> not old we're not I'm, old i'm getting older <laughs> okay uh let's see number five if you could wear one costume from all of star wars which would it be okay well we already assumed hoth leia as being like the standard right right uh, i would love okay 
This is going to sound insane. <laughs> I mean, oh, maybe. Not. I don't know. No, it's but not. <laughs> I really, really, really like Ray's white outfit in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And I, like, never talk about it, but I would fucking love to wear that. I would, too. I love that costume. That's Jenny's favorite costume, also. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Didn't she dress as that? She has a, yeah, she has a, a cosplay of it. Maybe it's that one. I can't remember. Well, Jenny, she, can she... I borrow it? <laughs> yeah, I liked Ray's costumes. I thought they were cool. I I also forgot about Mon Mothma. Like, I would die to wear her clothes. Well, I mean, yeah. But I would totally wear Ahsoka's, like, maroon dress with the keyhole. Oh, Yeah. I think that would be cool and comfortable because it's kind of like leggings and something. That seems practical. And the cool, like, bands around the arm. I yeah, love that. yeah. I love the, yeah. So those would be my two choices. I like it. If we're not assuming Hoth Leia because that is the be-all, end-all of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. If we just walk around in that outfit all day long every day. Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay, number six. Original trilogy, prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy, or animated shows. Original trilogy, all the way, every day, no hesitation. Nice. I love Clone Wars, but there would be no Clone Wars without my original trilogy. That is very true. So. Okay, number seven. If you could be any character in all of Star Wars, who would you want to be? This is kind of tough. Right? I had trouble with this one. (laughs) Oh my god. It's a toss up. <laughs> how do you how do I answer this? I it would be a toss up between Harris and Dula. Oh yes. Or Ahsoka. And here's why. I love Leia. I love Leia, but I can't do the politics, right? Mm-hmm. Ahsoka's the kind of Jedi that I would want to be with her flips and her acrobatics and her sense of realism. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't blindsided by the, the Jedi order and she was kind of reckless and had a bit of Anakin in her, you know, but at the same time, Hera was also that, but in pilot form, right. Which I would totally love. So I would, I mean, she, I love what Hera stood for. I loved how she had her little makeshift family, you know, and, and she really stood for something. And she was there to the very end. Both of those characters make it all the way to the very end. So I would be yeah. either one of them. But I think Hera would be my first choice. I Those are great choices. I don't know why Hera didn't come to me either. Or why Hera didn't come to me. Because that's a really... She's an amazing character. Well, and I'm also afraid to fly. I, I fly all the time. I'm afraid to fly. But if I was Hera, I wouldn't be. No, you'd be the one flying. Badass. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay, well, last question. What special powers would you want to have? Force choking. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> skip a beat. No. Nope. Knows it right away. <laughs> nope. Nope. Force That's choke. Great. I just want to try it once on someone I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> they would be justified in having it done. I wouldn't do it recklessly. Not just at the conference table like Vader. Yeah, no, 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 no. I would choose the person wisely and they would, you know, like Tarkin. Okay? Nobody likes fucking Tarkin. Or Poncrell. Fuck Poncrell. I would totally force choke that bitch. (laughs) Oh, God. I love it. That 
Yeah. I, we can't get better than that, folks. <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> True and honest right here. Answer all the way. <laughs> All right, so for this week's question, just send us a question. What would you like to know about Leanne? And she will answer it either on Twitter or Instagram, social media somehow. We'll have her answer our audience question. Anything within reason. And please be polite. (laughs) As Lauren said, I reserve the right to reject anything crazy. (laughs) But I'll pick some good ones, whatever whatever ends up on our social media. You yeah. guys are cool. Everyone is always so funny. Oh my gosh, next next week. Next week, Andor is wrapped up. We have come to the end of something yeah. brilliant, amazing, just heart-wrenching. I don't know. All of all of it. And yeah. we will talk about it. We will talk about the last few episodes and the finale next week so please join us it's gonna be oh there's gonna be a lot there's gonna be a lot to talk about there's gonna be feelings there are feelings yeah (laughs) yeah thank you so much for joining us here on the most things kenobi podcast we appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support if you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well head over to the most things kenobi patreon As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. We really appreciate all of the uh, reviews that we've received. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always.